Welcome Each year as we to travel the world here at Acaville to bring you coverage of festivals and events, we have a chance to sit Lampus, down with some amazing groups and artists. Starting Brian, on our new show, again? The Pulse, you'll you know, get to sit down with them too, alongside host Rachel, as she brings you some of the best of our interviews from the different festivals and workshops that she's attended. Check out The Pulse every Tuesday at 9 p.m. East, 6 p.m. West, and then again on rebroadcast Sunday at 1 p.m. East, 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. West. It's like pre-summer. It's like getting you ready. It's kind of like how Thanksgiving is just pre-Christmas. Um, I know that's not <laughs> true because I, th- I, I that was on purpose because isn't Thanksgiving your favorite holiday? It is my yeah. favorite holiday. So I'm like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I did that on purpose. Brian, before we get to our guest, I have something very important to tell you. I'm going to make him wait because I know who he is. So I'm talking with my buddy this week. He lives mm-hmm. in D.C. and I live in okay. Oregon. And I'm asking, hey, what time uh, should we talk? My time or your time? And then before he responds, I, res- I send another text saying, or Brian's time. And he was like... <laughs> What? And I was like, well, my but I live obviously on the West Coast. You live on the East Coast. But my buddy Brian lives in Texas. So that's just another time zone. It has no bearing to the conversation at all. And he went, of course, TGI Bridays. So that is your new nickname, TGI I, I Bridays. It, it know, came up very randomly in conversation, very inorganically. Like I literally just inserted it into the conversation. But that's a thing now. I don't think we can go any higher than this. That's the episode. TGI Bridays. You should change your Twitter <laughs> handle again to that. I'm okay with that. I've gotten many nicknames over my life, and that probably has to be my favorite. So thank okay, you. Okay, I'm gonna like call Laura somehow, get her number, and be like, "You need to start calling your husband <laughs> TGI Bridays." She'll be like, "Who is this?" And then it, it'll, <laughs> it'll be. She knows who you are, but uh, I, I don't I know if she could recognize my voice. <laughs> All right. <You> know? <laughs> I've already taken us off the rails as quickly as I possibly can. And now to get us back on, I'm going to welcome our guest today, Tim Costello, the current president and co musical director of the group Mountain Horns from Colorado State University. Tim, how you doing, man? Hey, thanks for having me. I'm doing great. Great to be here. Great to be on the show. It's It's been a while. We've talked about it for We've a while. We've talked since yeah. literally, I think I started Mountain horns and like the first rehearsal i was like hey if anyone wants to come on my acapella podcast like and i think that was before brian's time that was right before brian's Mm. second show and Mm. um i was like if anyone here wants to come on and i think one or two of them came on but literally almost two years later we finally got you on the show better late than never we're finally here (laughs) which started from the bottom no do people do kids still say that do the youths still start say that i think we're almost phasing that out a little bit okay well guess who's bringing it back uh tim (laughs) you were just in italy with the colorado state university choirs how did that go man that was fantastic. You know, I it was a trip with a, a combination of some of the students from chamber and concert choir. Mm-hmm. Usually when they go on tour, it's just the chamber choir, but we did a combination this year. So we had two directors. I mean, it was a lot of fun. We uh, sang in places like Rome and uh, we sang in the Vatican, the Sistine oh, wow. Chapel and traveled to Venice, sang there in Florence and just sang all around the cities, went to a bunch of museums, classic tourist stuff, walking around with walkie talkies. A lot of fun, a lot of pasta. Oh, man. <laughs> did you wait did you say you went to venice yes we did did you happen to stumble onto the set of the new spider-man movie spider-man far from home where oh, he goes question. to venice well you see i haven't seen um endgame yet so i wouldn't <gasps> and i've i've been i've been straying away from the uh far from home we like, have trailers, blatantly so discussed I've... i don't know if we blatantly discussed mm-hmm. endgame spoilers but we've we had, I think we, it was actually a couple weeks ago, we were talking a decent amount about Endgame, and at some point in there, I was like, yeah. we should probably talk about 
acapella in here. I feel like we came very close to possibly spoiling it for probably. It's the been out that for over. I know. Yeah. I know. It's been out, and I've I've kind of done this to myself, but like I'm I'm not someone who gets too upset if it if it like gets spoiled for me. But you but haven't been spoiled I, I, yet. I'm still waiting. Well, it has. I have had some of it spoiled. Oh, okay. I've, I've kind of already figured out what happens, but I I am still staying away from spoilers. I still intend to see the movie sometime soon. Okay, because okay, the Russo brothers uh, clearly gave everyone full permission. Yeah, to they, they yeah. came out and said yeah. that it's going forward. All spoilers are fair. So, Tim, you took over Mountain Horns. You're the like we I passed the baton to you. There's there's I swear I had a ton of metaphors for this, but I really none of them are coming to mind. What's that been like, man? Oh, it's been great. You know, uh, it was it was a lot of work. You know, it's it's tough going from somebody who just sings in the group to actually running the group and being mm-hmm. a music director for most of the music and actually like having to deal with. Oh, we have an email account. Oh, that's something that I didn't really <laughs> think about when I was. Fun fact: I tried group. to log into it today just to see if you guys had changed the password. You did? Good job. Yeah, oh yeah. We're trying to keep guys like you out of the email. I know. <laughs> no, but yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work, and I, I loved every second of it. it I, there was a lot of surprises, um, a lot of things that I learned. It was it was a ton of fun. Still is a ton of fun. I obviously plan to keep it going. So this next year will be your second year in the group, or...? This will be my this upcoming year will be my third year in the group. Third so just year, for okay. all our listeners, um, I'll clarify. Mountain Horn started officially in fall 2017. I started it basically from scratch. We kind of tried to do something with some other guys before, but that didn't work. So started it from scratch. Tim was one of the guys who auditioned. Tim's a music ed major at CSU, and then he emerged as one of the leaders of the group over the course of me directing it. I was for that first year, I was just kind of doing everything, and then passed it on over to Tim, and he's the president, and you're the co musical director right with our buddy andy correct correct yep yep so you guys are still in almost like your infancy still they're they're we we babes (laughs) sorry still still growing and i remember a lot from those earlier and for me personally and please let me know your experience i remember it took about two and a half years almost three to really figure out kind of what direction we wanted to go and what we want our sound to sound to be so what what are some of the the key takeaways or things you learned from your first two years with the group um so pretty much as like as president something that i really like to take a lot of time during rehearsal is asking everybody how we think it went if we do like a even just a long rehearsal like a two-hour retreat rehearsal or if we have a performance like hey what did everybody think like what was your thoughts what did we like what didn't we like and because i i always you know i have my own thoughts of what i liked and what i didn't like about a performance or a retreat that we went to and Mm -hmm. I will continue to like mold our performances and rehearsals based off of what I think, but also I think um, I need to be more collaborative. You know, listening to everybody in my group, I think has really allowed us to accelerate faster than I hoped. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not hoped, but faster than I had anticipated. Um, yeah, we've kind of just been grooving, and I think that once everybody kind of really got a sense for the camaraderie in the group, and we all started to really get to know each other, and I w- we got a lot of collaboration going in the group, I think that's when we started moving a lot faster. It's been grooving ever since. We're a well-oiled machine right now. So I think that's key that uh, you mentioned getting a lot of feedback from your members. I think you can never have too much feedback. You know, it's it's all helpful at the end of the day, whether you think it's good, think it's bad. It's definitely vital. And you also mentioned your particular like leadership style. So what would you say are your your leadership style when it comes to this? Because I don't think we talk enough about what are the different ways people lead groups. So for different ways and I think it's so easy to just think and we had Lisa Hawkins on recently to kind of talk about this about being emotionally intelligent in leadership, but like leadership Mm -hmm. takes totally 
different forms. And I know Tim's a very different leader than me and whoever takes over after Tim's going to be a different leader than him. So yeah, what's like, especially Tim, I think this would be good for me because I've seen you direct a bit when you directed uh, Colder Weather, which was came, became one of mm-hmm. our like kind of signature pieces near the end of the year. What's kind of your style of leading, whether it's both in terms of as an organization or as a musical ensemble? Because I think that's a great point, Brian. I try not to... I guess I, I could say I like to be patient. Mm-hmm. Um, I try not I try not to work too fast. You know, I like to set expectations for myself and for the group and for everybody there. And I, I always think that the expectations are reasonable, but I do set high expectations. So when I'm like setting expectations for music, I want us to learn or how hard I want us to work in a rehearsal. I recognize that these expectations are not going to be immediate. So really just being patient with how the group works. And, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say I like wait for everybody, but I don't think we'd sound good if everybody was you know uncomfortable in the group so i really mm-hmm. think is just like mm-hmm. taking the time to get comfortable in the group and allowing everybody to do that is kind of the direction i'm going with my leadership I, I really want everyone just to feel comfortable and above all else have fun so like and i want them to tell me if at any point it doesn't feel like we're having fun because what i what's the point if we're doing that so i like to yeah. set expectations but at the same time you know stay back take take my time and just see how it goes you know work with what we got yeah, because that notion, the word you used, camaraderie, I feel like that was something we tried pretty, I mean, not like aggressively so, but in my, for in the one year I was in the group leading it, I tried to foster that, but at the same time, like, I was also trying to create the group at the same time. So it's, I feel like the notion of camaraderie and trying to establish a group, those can be like establishing group can be a bonding experience, but sometimes they can not necessarily be in conflict, but it's harder sometimes to talk about like Mountain Horns Pride when you don't have a logo or you're not really like a group on Mm -hmm. campus yet. So it's kind of like now that you had like the first year of the foundation and whether it's, you know, only a couple people on campus know you or a bunch of people on campus know you, it feels like it's you know I, I'm gonna use a, a metaphor in film here like I like I generally do. It's like <laughs> Batman Begins to the Dark Knight. Like Batman Begins is all about you have like a big chunk of the movie setting everything up, and at the end it's like here's the group. Whereas the Dark Knight is like everything set up, and now we get to like for better for lack of a better term like we get to go have fun now. Now that the foundation's yeah. established, mm-hmm. we get to build off of everything, and that's what I've noticed in groups that. I've established groups I've handed off and the difference, especially between first year and second year. And something that you both were, and I'm just listening to both of you and a, and a thought crossed my mind. And it's so interesting to think about, but I think about someone in John's position who was kind of one of the founding members. And I think of, you know, what your expectations, because Tim mentioned a lot about expectations. Mm-hmm. And I think someone who has that hand in it in the early, super early stages and founding the group, their expectations are going to be a lot different in terms of leadership style than the, uh, someone else who comes along the way almost. And, you know, cause I think at least me and John, we talk a lot about, uh, you know, what it's like to be founders of groups. And so much of my focus, even through all four years was I'm still in that founder mentality. Yeah, like the creation phase. Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of my decisions that I made, a lot of choices and a lot of stylistic things I did was just like, Hey, here's the legacy we're trying to leave. Uh, leave. Here's what we're trying to build the group up. And here's mm-hmm. the the sound. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm curious, Tim, is now that you're in that position, you know, is that something that you're thinking about constantly, you know, since John has left is, are you thinking about things a little bit differently? Where, where's your mind at with all of that? Well, since John left something that uh, has been a little easier for me is I'm not doing it on my own. Like John was doing it. I'm doing it with a, a great group of officers. Uh, Jared is our uh, vice president. <laughs> 
Yeah, I'm not doing it on my own like you were, John. When you started the group, I have a great group of officers. I have um, Jared. He's our great vice president. Who's been know. on the show before. Great yeah, guy. He's been on the show before. You know, we got our new secretary, Colton, who's going to start taking over like social media and mm. handling that presence and the, the great music directors that we have. And we have now we have an officer position for doing choreography and stage presence. So nice. it's I'm, I am thinking about a lot of creation. And it's like, what kind of legacy um, do I want to leave behind? That is something that I constantly think about. But at the same time, it's I don't know if I think about it as much as I did at the start of the year because I'm recognizing that I'm not doing it on my own. Mm -hmm. um so it's like it's not something that just i want to leave behind it's like what do we all want to leave behind and then once we're all working on that together i think it's i i I just think about it less i guess and that's a tough that's a tough mentality to kind of break out uh from because you know to a to a degree and maybe not everyone saw it that way but i was kind of i was a little bit selfish you know or in the early stages (laughs) of the group because you know you want this is like your baby almost. You kind of want to kind of nurture it in a certain way, kind of make sure it kind of grows up in a certain way. But here here we are listening to you and, you know, your your thought process was a, a lot different now. And it's it's just interesting just to kind of hear that, you know, with all the support that you guys have already been infusing into your organization that, you know, this is where you guys are at. And it's only, you know, coming up on year three for you guys. So that, right. that's impressive. And Tim, one thing I wanted to ask you about, because from my perspective, actually as a member of a fraternity in undergrad, uh, which is obviously different experiences from being in an acapella group, but I was in a fraternity, Sigma Alpha Epsilon, that that chapter, that like colony or whatever had just been like kind of restarted. And when I joined, the guy who was the president was the person who refounded it. So he was again in this kind of similar headspace that I was in when you guys joined and that he was running everything, but at the same time he was trying to create and constantly make sure like it's a thing. And this is something I talk about in regards to self-starting groups and Brian knows this as well and I'm sure you do. It's not like if not enough people audition for mountain horns that, Oh, we'll just like combine it with another group or we, you know, there's a certain amount of forecasting that happens. There aren't the things supporting a student led group that are doing a choir class. So there's always this mentality of like, like we said, kind of split between, I want to run the group, but I also want to sustain the group. And obviously now that you have two years under your belt, it's much more sustainable. But one thing that I bet honestly, and I'm comfortable talking about this, that was important to that process is when I was in this fraternity, Uh, I thought the guy who was doing it was doing great. And then over the years, we just kept taking his process of what had to be done for that first year to keep it going and just refining it, like, and just taking things like, oh, it's cool that John had to learn our notes this way. But now that we've not only been through it once and had like three months over the summer to reflect on it, how can we continue to Mm -hmm. not necessarily take what he did and improve upon it, but honestly, just like take some things and say, hey, that worked great for him but how can we continually make this group more efficient and more streamlined? So basically I'm wondering like what stuff, what were things that I did that you felt that you either took in a different direction or improved upon or streamlined? What, what, uh, what are your thoughts on that? I don't know if we took really anything in a completely different direction. I think, I mean, we changed the logo. Sorry about it. I know. Um, you got rid, yeah. Didn't you get rid of the little circles that made it look like a bass clef that we that... did? We oh. did. Yeah. I mean, it'll be in history. We do have our throwback shirts. Yeah. So yeah, we, nice. we, have I saw, I think I saw some people from the Italy tour who like weren't in the group wearing those. And I was like, how did they get those? But that's, no, yeah, we, we, yeah, no, yeah. they're out. We give them out. We actually do a t-shirt giveaway at uh, each showcase. That's smart. I don't really know if I want to say that we made anything better. I think there were just more ideas coming through. So instead mm-hmm. of like 
one kind of rehearsal style when whereas you were just leading each song in mm-hmm. each rehearsal it's now sort of like a little well more collaborative yeah like when totally. i work with andy it's like andy do you want to start today or brandon who's not a music director like do you want to do warm-up stuff like that so it's like i think just opening up a little like allowing each person to take more leadership in the group but i i, I don't think that that really like speaks to anything that you did wrong i think that people just want to do that more i think people are just kind of a little more comfortable in the group now that we get a sense for how it's going totally like you've literally gone through a year and you like survive so now it's like oh well what can we do now that we've made it through like what are the new fun things we can try doing totally right well yeah and something that the group really wants to do differently is like bigger bigger performances Mm -hmm. like bigger stages a lot more presence and uh that's something that we are definitely getting into that did not take once the group like once I discovered that they had such a desire to do that that did not take long and it was not hard for us to get bigger performances totally yep. and and I'm listening to um, to you guys talk about just kind of I don't know it's a combination like some of old sources. war buddies talking about yeah. their different tours <laughs> exactly your, your, your shared experiences <laughs> it wasn't that weird it was a little weird, along. but it's okay <laughs> I've been watching to. a lot of Barry lately on HBO where they talk about that it's really good Sorry, continue. I have to check that out. I'm listening to the kind of these sources of inspiration, kind of experience, shared experiences, as well as what you're doing differently. And I remember that you mentioned earlier in the show, you're part of the university's core program. And I'm curious because I'm always very fascinated when we get someone who's both in the ACA world as well as in the choral program. Are there anything that you're picking? Is there anything that you're picking up from the core program or the way that that's operated that has any kind of direct influence to what you're doing in the group or have hopes of doing with the group? That's, yeah, that's really good question i would say absolutely because i am in um, both of the audition choirs at csu so i'm in chamber which is uh considered the top mixed group and then concert choir which is the other um, audition mixed group and there's kind of a disconnect between the groups because uh, chamber choir is a lot of buckle down here we go full 90 minutes we're singing we're focused the whole time bring a pencil or you're gonna get chewed out that type of deal and then concert choir is a lot more laid back and people are always excited to go and it's like it's less pressure and I'm not trying to like dig on chamber or anything but that was something that I kind of translated into coming into mountain horns this year was like I don't want it to be like a a chamber rehearsal I don't want Mm -hmm. it to Mm -hmm. I don't want people to have to dread or like be worried at all about a rehearsal I want them to look forward to coming and I want I want them to be singing the music that they would want to be singing because we're in chamber we sing some stuff that's like I don't don't want to sing this this is hard (laughs) this is is challenging it's like yeah it's it's like putting a damper on my day sometimes but that's something that we really wanted to translate into the group and have be in mountain horns is just having fun and still working on musicality but not letting it like hinder the enjoyment positive energy yeah the enjoyment of the group yeah and that's interesting because i know a lot of people use kind of uh the contemporary acapella space as an escape so i think that's super important the way that you're approaching it just kind of off of your own personal experience with these other groups and just even hearing the difference between chamber and concert because i know a lot of those university programs they can be very um very not i'm gonna say strict but very structured in the way they like to do things and Mm -hmm. so it's great that you're figuring out you know what's working for you guys right now so everyone we're going to take one quick break we're going to be right back here on talk with tim costello myself and brian alexander 
Each year as we travel the world here at Acaville to bring you coverage of festivals and events, we have a chance to sit down with some amazing groups and artists. Starting on our new show, The Pulse, you'll get to sit down with them too, alongside host Rachel as she brings you some of the best of our interviews from the different festivals and workshops that she's attended. Check out The Pulse every Tuesday at 9 p.m. East, 6 p.m. West, and then again on rebroadcast Sunday at 1 p.m. East, 10 a.m. and 10 p.m. West. And welcome back to Tacapella. I'm Tim Costello uh, here with my gracious hosts, John Lamppost and Brian, last name. Alexander. Alexander. <laughs> you know Lamppost isn't my actual last name, right? Yeah, oh, I know. I know. Okay. Hey, I, I was very confused oh, when Brian, I saw that yes, for the first Yes, you're time. not the only one. I was in a substitute job where I'd known, like not super well, but I had known the lady I was substituting for. We had talked and stuff, and she wrote... On the like, not on the board, but on they use like a projector or whatever because it was a pretty high tech school. Like, please pay attention and listen to Mr. Lamp Post. And I was like, <laughs> I need to change my Facebook name because it's just it's starting to seep into professional situations. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> um, so we've had a really fun time today, Brian and I talking to Tim because he's leading the group that I started. We sang in the group together for a year, and it's been a really cool kind of opportunity for us yeah. to compare leadership styles and just talk about the notion of group legacy sustainment and also just like all the nitty gritties that come with continuing a group in its second year because that I, I like first year is a lot of establishing and the second year is where I feel like stuff really gets a chance to flourish and that's super cool so Tim looking even further ahead if we were on Batman Begins and Dark Knight looking ahead to Dark Knight Rises the third one which isn't you know as good but still it's fine what are your hopes for the third year because you're in a unique spot now and that you have the chance to reflect on your leadership throughout this past year over the summer you have time to kind of let things settle down take a break and then kind of come back to it. So what what are your thoughts right now on where you want the group to go? You know, we're just looking to do a lot more fun and exciting performances. And uh, we're also looking to do a lot of collaboration with the community in Fort Collins. Um, in the second year, we did a few performances and had a few rehearsals with um, the men's chorus at Poudre High School. Oh, um, that's so awesome. So being able to like work with their men's chorus and we performed at their choir concert and like we we did uh, Misty Mountains with them actually, which was nice. uh, arranged by Dakota, a member, a member of our group. So that was super fun and it was so great to be able to work with their students and with their great director, uh, David Lenowski. And it was just so much fun being able to work with them. So we're definitely looking to do more collaboration, a lot more community performances, you know, uh, any places that, uh, I mean, I don't want to say like any place that will have us, but we, we love singing anywhere really i mean we're and again looking for these big performances we're starting off the year with a bang june 30th we'll be singing the national anthem at the colorado rockies game wow and rockies is baseball. rockies is baseball (laughs) yeah see like actually though this is one of those things that you know i felt pretty comfortable about how i led the group but tim has different experiences in different areas so like that's something that he knows to seek out knows how to seek out so i think that's just another example of like how leadership styles just open different leadership styles and different leadership in general open you up to so many different kind of like exciting opportunities right yeah yeah and that's that's so true and uh tim one thing you mentioned were uh collaborations and i think we're starting to see a lot more groups at least in the collegiate space and even high school space i'm actually seeing a lot of high schoolers work with a lot of big names in the aqua world do collaborations. so that's definitely starting to be a big trend what 
what does successful collaboration look like for you guys this coming up year? Would it be with a certain group? Would it be a certain piece? What what would it look like? We would love to work more with the various groups at CSU. So last year, we worked a lot with Main Street, and we continued to do that um, this previous year. We've worked a lot with Main Street. They've kind of... And that's a know, group at CSU. Just correct, for Main yeah. Street. Yeah, correct. It is the biggest um, combined or co-ed acapella group at CSU. Yeah, and we have a lot of fun collaborating with them, but this year we were able to also collaborate with Basic Acapella, who I think you've had Emily Gaiman, a guest yep. on your Emily show. Emily Gaiman yeah. came mm-hmm. on, yep. And uh, we had never worked with their group before, and we had a we had a showcase with them, and a couple we had like a dress rehearsal with them, and it was so much fun being able to work with them. And it was like wow, we had never worked with them before. I couldn't believe how fun and easy it was, and just being able to find more groups like that, even if it's not you know an acapella group that's from CSU, whether it be from another college that we may meet at Acapella, the acapella festival down in Denver that's hosted uh, by DU, or whether it be again with these schools or people that want to come work with us, whether it be like faculty from CSU who want to offer advice, vocal technique, that kind of stuff. Just really looking for anything and anything that can both benefit us as a group and whoever comes in, they will also benefit from the experience. Hmm. Yeah, that that's super, super important. That's something I guess I, I really wish we had. What, what I'm hearing is something that our group lacked. Uh, we didn't have that community acapella experience back at our school because when we first started, we You're the were first ones, just right? Longer. Yeah, we were the lone group. So in a way, I'm a little bit envious that, you know, these are the aspirations and these are the opportunities you available. I know. Like, <laughs> I'm like, we're not that old. Now. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> but well, I think that I think that's a really good point, Brian, because invariably, like when you found a group, it will be shaped by the context of what's around it. When I started Timberman at University of Puget Sound, there was already a large tenor based group in Timberman. I was like, OK, so I don't want it to be the same thing. It was small and since then just naturally it's gone more and more because the other groups do lots of pop it's gone more and more towards doo-wop and barbershop so brian talking about your experiences and how you there there's something like what you guys might have lacked or not even what you guys might have lacked in opportunities for collaboration you had like that was like built up in more like i don't know the kind of excitement around being the first acapella group and breaking ground in the campus community whereas while it was really cool to get a guys group going at colorado state like that's a little bit different for mountain horns because there are already acapella groups so it's like when you found a group and when you create it it's going to be not only like it's going to be invariably shaped by the acapella and musical context and cultural context that you put it mm-hmm. in and i think that's something tim in talking about like going for bigger performances you guys have really taken advantage of and i think this is something we really tried to do the first year too but you guys have really gone for it of just like getting involved with the community because if like i don't know the same elderly couple comes to the mountain horns concert every year and it becomes like a community thing like everyone's like oh yeah you know i don't really go to csu much but i love to go see the mountain horns thing every year there's a sense of it transcending being just an acapella group and becoming a community cultural experience and that was something that i always wanted for the group it was you know you can't you can't do that in one year and you probably can't do it in two or three it's gonna you know like five years from now or six years from now or year five or whatever it's going to evolve into that and i think it's really cool the way you're all the things you're talking about i think is like laying the groundwork for that and continuing to build that foundation yeah we want to sing at bigger performances okay you have bigger performances you have more people you want to collaborate with other groups more exposure more stuff that is inherently like call it coloradan coloradoan and fort collinsy like that's something you're like leaning into what the group's identity will be like 10 years from now and i think that's really 
good forward thinking. Uh, and the, uh, the thing about it too is like, although it's forward thinking, like the a lot of the guys in my group were not even like thinking that forward. It's just like, how can we take advantage of the time that we have now? Mm-hmm. Everybody recognizes um, that, you know, stuff comes up and, you know, something may happen in their semester to where they can't be in mountain horns anymore. So mm-hmm. it's like, what can we do now as a group? How are we going to make the most of the time that we have? And I think in return and kind of consequentially, it's laying the groundwork for the future. So it's, it's working out. I'm totally. pretty happy with how things are going. Yeah. And laying a foundation is very vital. And I'm, I'm curious if you could talk to us a little bit about what is kind of the current identity of the group. Mm-hmm. You know, what's do you all have a particular focus? Are you guys looking to do some kind of new style for this coming year? Or have you named the, the group- ram yet? The ram on the shirts? <laughs> Because we named the, the tree for Timberman. We named it Phil. I always was like, we got to wait for the, we got to name the ram, but it's got to come about naturally. It's never come up. Did you no, name the I, ram? No, no, we did not name the ram. I didn't think about that. I'm going to have to pose that yeah. um, pretty soon. Like as yeah. silly as that sounds, that is like what Brian's talking about, this important notion of group identity. Like that's like almost like an inside joke among the group mm-hmm. that does bond you in a no, certain yeah, way. But I'm, defi- I'm definitely going to post that. I'm going to like make a poll or something, <laughs> do it on an extra tree. I'm, I'm kind of scared to see what people want to yeah. name. Yeah, now though, maybe I shouldn't have mentioned it, but now respond no, to Brian's question. So he about, answered the so he asked the real question. I have to ask him. So <laughs> group identity. Um, basically, when John created the group, he took advantage of the platform and the fact that there was no real um, all male acapella group or all tenor based acapella group at CSU. Even, even just choral group, because yeah, yeah really, it wasn't anything. There's now no men's ensemble, which there used to be. Mm. There still is none. So that's really kind of what our identity is. It's like this is the only place on campus that we know of and that like kind of really publicizes ourselves, especially with being affiliated with the choirs. We yeah, yeah we like to consider ourselves pi- part and representative of the choir program. So that's really our identity is uh, we are the only place on campus to where if you're a tenor or a bass and you're looking for a place to sing, that's um, if you're looking for that sort of environment, this is the best place to do it. You guys have a very interesting uh, corner of the market there with that, you know. Yes, we do. We, we struck gold. <laughs> it's, it it, it kind of raises uh it raises some competition when recruiting tenors and basses at CSU mm. for acapella groups. But that's like as weird as it sounds, and I promise we won't keep talking about me founding it because I I think the future is okay. way more important. But part of that was when I got to CSU, I saw there are three SATB groups here, and when I was like, okay, I want to do my own group, and I already liked tenor bass groups. My thought was almost like if you're like founding a city it's like or creating a town like where do you want to put it do you want to put it in like the middle of a mountain range with a bunch of other cities or do you want to put it like right on like like a, make it a port town like put it right like on the trading routes i know that sounds silly kind of silly but like thinking about how the group like how well can this thrive just based on its very basic foundations like location for a city it's location for an acapella group it's like instrument type it's like right. was very different from what I did with Timberman at University of Puget Sound, where it was directly competing with another group. It's still worked out and it's still going. But I think that's really cool that that's not only something that gives you guys an edge. It just you like like Brian said, you corner the market on that. And now you have that kind of all to yourselves. And that allows you to. I don't know, experiment with different identities, take it in a lot of different ways. And it is a popular model of acapella, the tenor bass 
all guys group. And yeah. I, yeah. I think it's really cool. You lean into that. Yeah, definitely. And uh, like, I, I would completely agree that we lean into it because it, it kind of happened at the start of last year was uh, we all kind of sat down. We realized it's like, wait a minute, we're kind of taking ourselves too seriously. Like at the end of the day, we're an all male acapella group. Like, I feel mm-hmm. like that's kind of like a staple of college and like something that's like, you know, Andy Bernard, it's like, it's a joke. It's like, <laughs> it's like, we don't want, we, we're, we're not a joke, but at the same time, it's like one of those staples of college. It's like, frisbee it's like one of those things that you look for so it's like that's kind of the and that's the market that we can take advantage of if it's not happening at csu and we're the only all-male acapella group we have a lot of a lot of room to work with and we can like you said experiment a lot with our identity totally. and i think that's what we're going to continue to do and i think we had a lot of fun doing that and took advantage of the open platform this year yeah and that's such a huge stereotype with a lot of all-male acapella groups it's like you you see them and that was my first introduction as i've told many a times on the show is what you know seeing an uh, all-male acapella group uh, and they were had this comical nature to them it was it was not gimmicky but it kind of had a slight feel and yeah. hint of that at times and stuff and so i totally get you know you kind of not wanting to take yourselves too seriously because at the end of the day you know it's supposed to be fun and it's supposed to not be as you know strenuous as other music endeavors at the end of the day but you know i i get that you guys are trying to kind of curve that a little bit so i, I get where you're coming from with these different thoughts that are going through your mind as you're preparing for this upcoming year you know do you foresee any major challenges that that you all might face along the way i mean serious black could escape from azkaban <laughs> year three and i'm sorry Josh, i'm wow. sorry i'm sorry on, man. dude but that's a great way to think of it year one sorcerer stone year two you just went <laughs> finish the chamber of secrets and next year I mean, it's the best book out of all of them. So technically you should, this next year should be the best, right? Yeah. I just won't mention, (laughs) I just won't mention that that was my least favorite movie of all of them. You are a sick, sick man. You are. I guess so. I probably, I probably shouldn't tell you which one is my favorite. I should probably just answer Wait, just, just, just do it. It's gone. It's it's got a little fire. Oh, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with that. All right. Okay. Um, anyway, challenges, but challenges. Uh, challenges that we may be facing this year. Um, I think basically our biggest challenge is becoming stagnant, not progressing any more than we did uh, this year because we did such a such a good job of like growing uh, at CSU and trying to get our get our names out there, get our foot in the door a little bit, try, trying to get more known with the student body. And I think the worst thing we could do and the biggest challenge we face is just not exceeding that because I think that we did such a good job, it would be it would be silly of us not to continue to pursue that and just be satisfied with where we're at. I think we need to continue to grow. And I do think that will be challenging. Yeah. yeah and you guys, it sounds like internally you all are, it sounds like you all are pretty focused on, you know, going out and being ambitious towards what you're wanting to do. Are you finding support from the university, from other organizations? Are they uh, receptive of what you guys are kind of putting out there? Absolutely. But I, they, the university does not do it for you. I think that when you like, when I like reach out and look for these performances or I reach out to our uh, faculty advisor, doc, uh, Dr. Nathan Pant. And oh, he yeah, he's a doctor with, now. Yeah, he is a doctor. Wow. When I like reach out to him, he always like gives me great support from CSU, whether it be from like renting a renting a venue for a concert that's on campus. You know, mm-hmm. they're very they're very accepting and very welcoming and very encouraging of student body organizations. But only if you want that kind of support, mm-hmm. they're not going to mm-hmm. reach out to you and like try to like build your organization for you. You kind of have if you want that kind of support from the university, you have to go get it. 
and it's it's yeah. easy I, I i hope that all groups do that yeah and i think the relationship that Mountain Horns has with the both the music faculty, the School of Music and Colorado State as a whole, like that's something that I think is becoming more common, but there's definitely is sometimes like an uncomfortable coexistence in some schools between acapella and the choral program. And I think something that's inherently on Mountain Horns side is that it was founded by a music education person and continued by a music education person. Mm-hmm. So there's this sense of like, it's never like, I don't know. It's not, it might not be a CSU choral ensemble, but there's a lot of crossover and you are approaching it with the same desire for quality. In a sense, it's not just like people standing around who don't have any musical skill trying to say like, look at us, we're a vocal group too. And that creates a certain level of synergy, I think. And if you're accepted by one kind of corner, then it's easier to kind of make your way into others. And part of my first year was definitely like trying to, you know, as much as I could in the limited time, just have those positive relationships. And it seems like you're totally continuing that and going beyond that. And that's just like setting up, like it's, it's, it's not, it's not like networking, but it's like, I mean, it's kind of in the sense of foundation, it kind of like is. it's, it yeah. kind of is, but at the same time, it's mm-hmm. also just establishing a culture that when let's say all the faculty who are currently there, who like mountain horns are gone and all the current mountain horns are gone. There's still going to be that tradition of, Oh, mountain horns always sings on the U chorus concert, or there's a mm-hmm. reputation and a tradition of positive collaboration. And that's one of those things that, you know, you're talking about not getting stagnant. I think the thing that's exciting is that you guys, everything's still, you know, the foundation's pretty set, but everything is still pretty malleable and every Mm -hmm. new thing you guys do can become a tradition. And that's, what's always so exciting about starting groups or even just being in the first or second year is that you are not just doing something for yourself. You are creating something for future generations. And if you're like ever worried about being stagnant, I mean, I think you can just remind people, but it seems like they already know, like, we're creating this. This is not just for us. We're creating a tradition at a large school in the United States, and we're the only tenor-based acapella group. Like we're mm-hmm. in the same kind of lane, in a sense, as something like uh, Outspoken or On the Rocks. And just that opportunity to create that tradition, I think that is both a great music ed experience and also just like a great personal experience about creation and sustainment and legacy. Yeah, and what I've kind of come to notice is that there's like a different kind of air to groups that you know who who are able to coexist harmoniously with the the universities at the end of the day they don't have a chip on their shoulder yeah and i'm just like (laughs) i'm like it all it all fuels into this idea of collaboration you know what you guys' goals are going to be i'm like when you got the school support as well as your group who wants to the school to be engaged with what you're doing man it affects so much and maybe not so much in terms of you know what you can see uh when the the group is performing on stage but the mood audience attendance just the engagement from the community as a whole i'm like it all it all correlates at the Mm -hmm. end of the day and you know, I, I, you know, props to you guys for, you know, wanting collaboration, you know, outside of yourselves, you know, and not just, you know, oh, it's so easy to be like, okay, let's just go collaborate. It's with easy to well-known carve out your own group. corner and not reach out. And I've seen groups pride yeah. themselves on that. But ultimately, like when you have like the official school, the, the organization that the greater organization that you are tied to supporting you and essentially through their actions saying what you're doing is cool and what you're doing is right. Like I remember at one of our last performances of my year in the group, the lady 
I can't remember her name, but one of the ladies like in the, the lady who like approved Mountain Horns to become a club in the CSU clubs organization, like she saw us perform and she was like really excited and thought it was really cool. And I shared that with the group and they were really excited. And it's just this self kind of sustaining cycle of positivity that mm-hmm. if that becomes embedded in the group's culture, which it seems like it is, you guys are set for this to be not only a yeah. good organization and like a well-performed group, but like a healthy organization. Right. And that's something, yeah, it's it's something that we take a lot of pride in. Like we want to practice this like school pride, like Mountain Horns is a part of CSU. We're not just yeah. like, we don't just happen to be singing at CSU. We want to be like, mm-hmm. we want to become, like I said, that all-male acapella group. We want to be that staple of CSU. So when we go to festivals like acapella, which I spoke about earlier down in Denver, it's it's not about like, oh, well, how can how we how good are we going to sound? How good can we personally sound as a group? It's like, how are we going to represent CSU? And it's like, how are we going to kind of like set the tone for our school? Because like CSU is not asking us to do that. But at the same time, we recognize it's like, hey, if we're taking on this platform of performing and we're representing our school, we need to make sure that we do it right. And just kind of set that tone for ourselves and just get out of the community and be like, hey, we're Mountain Horns. We're from CSU. We're here to stay. Yeah. And that's that you know and I don't want to take away from any of that because that was wonderfully said I'm like yeah once you get to that point on hey how do we want to represent our community Mm -hmm. at the end of the day that should be that should be the aim and that's such a good place to get to because so much it's like the community when you're starting groups it's so often trying to get noticed by the community and just prove you exist and then now it's like we not only exist but we people know that oh mountain horns where are they from oh they're from CSU like that is mm-hmm. in the conversation now. And then you are a part of that culture. And there's, you know, as much as fun as it can be to kind of make your acapella group its own unique thing, not connected to the school, which, you know, is totally fine. I understand why people pursue that. There is a great sense of, I don't know, just personal satisfaction in being part of a larger culture of a great school with a good education system that turns out good choir directors and has just a positive vibe about it. So I'm into it. Yeah, And I think my favorite thing that I see online is when I find a group's uh, like video or some live performance of them and I go to the comment section and I see someone that says, hey, I want to go to that school because of that group. (laughs) They're not saying, hey, I want to go because of the athletic program or, you know, Mm -hmm. the art program or whatever. I want to go because I saw an amazing acapella group. That's just always like that thrills me every time I see that. (laughs) <laughs> totally. All right, everyone, we're going to take one more quick break, then we're going to be right back here on Tacapella. Have you heard that Counterpoint is coming to Acaville? That's right. We've got every episode of the Deke Sharon and Rob Dietz podcast airing here on Mondays at 8 p.m. East and 5 p.m. West, and then again on Rebroadcast Sunday at 10 a.m. East, 7 a.m. West, and 12 hours later as well. You can hear every back and forth, every interview, every original tune. It's all right here. Check it out on Mondays and Sundays. It's Counterpoint on Acaville. Thanks for tuning in to Talkapella. We have been speaking with Tim Costello of Colorado State University today about his experience with Mountain Horns, just kind of the direction the group has gone in since uh, John's departure from the group and his ambitions. And man, just learning a lot about, you know, those first vital key role. Uh, oops, sorry. And learning a lot about those first key years of an acapella group. So, you know, we thank Tim so much for coming on the yeah, show. Yeah, man. Hey, thanks um, for having me, guys. 
Yeah, yeah, not a problem. Um, as per tradition with our final segment, we always like to ask our guests if they can offer a piece of advice to the acapella community as a whole, what would it be? So we pose that same question to you, Tim. If you could offer some advice, what would you offer? My biggest piece of advice for the acapella community would, I guess, just be just just have fun, man. Just take it easy. I mean, something that I, I like to practice in and out of acapella, like uh, both in acapella and in the choral realm, especially when I become an educator in the next two years um, is not to practice elitism. I think mm -hmm. that having elitism, like not only in, a in one ensemble where you have like maybe a section that thinks they're better than the rest of the ensemble, or if you have multiple groups at a university or within a region and there's one that like kind of like takes a lot of pride for being the best, I think that kind of creates a lot of bad energy for the group. Mm -hmm. And I think that at the end of the day, it's like we don't need elitist elitism in the, in the community. I think we should just be having fun because at the end of the day, we're just like singing and dancing. I mean, I don't, I don't <laughs> think that it's or it's it's not a it's not a battle you know we're not we're not really competing all that much in others competitions and what you're not doing riff offs yeah and i think no we're not doing riff offs and obviously mm -hmm. that i think there always is a place for healthy competition you know mountain horns wants to be the best group at csu and it'd be great to be known as that but at the same time it's we wouldn't want to like take a lot of pride and be and promote ourselves as the best group mm -hmm. at csu we would never want to like belittle another group or anything like that. So yeah, just don't practice elitism and have fun with what you're doing. Singing, singing should be fun, plain and simple. Well there said, man. Very true. All right. Perfect. If people want to get a hold of you, see what Mountain Horns is all about, Tim, how could they do that? Well, if you want to get a hold of us, um, I'd say the easiest way is to uh, email mountainhorns at gmail.com. You know, real easy, you know, no numbers, nothing, nothing fancy, no spaces, just mountainhorns at gmail.com. I respond very quickly. If you want to check out what we've got going on, I post very often on the uh, Facebook page. It's just mountainhorns-csu acapella. Very easy to find. We've got our beautiful boys on the profile picture with a nice logo so you should be able to find us and on there we post a lot of videos and you know uh, information about our performances and whatnot and we really just like to promote ourselves on there it's it's a lot of fun so if we have performance coming up you can always find it on our Facebook find all the information there and what we've got coming up you can also find our performances on YouTube it's just Mountain Horns Acapella it's a new YouTube channel we actually only have a few videos up so far because we got our uh, last performance fully recorded and it's the first time we've had a full set of videos awesome. that we can that we can upload and it's professionally recorded audio and video so uh we're taking a lot of we're having a lot of fun building that channel so uh we could really use a lot of views likes and subscribes on that youtube and i'll just you know, open it up use. and just like have it on replay so it's gonna be like how did this thing get like 300 views in like <laughs> yeah, an hour it's like put it on times two speed and just replay <laughs> uh, i wish it was that easy it's a good way to kill your computer yeah probably <laughs> no but yeah if uh if you're always looking for mountain horn stuff uh, check out our facebook we're always posting on there you know, we like to have a lot of fun on there posts uh, in the comment section to the community about our performances and whatnot it's a lot of fun all right brian if people want to get a hold of you how can they do that as usual you can find me on twitter at the brian alex brian i think you mean tgi fridays your new Ooh, nickname that, that's coming that's coming up you know i'm, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna make that, that a twitter handle with your photo on it and be like a clone account and just start like taking your statuses but like altering them slightly that's a good use of my know, time 
I don't know if I have a profile pic that can match that uh, that handle right there, but uh, That's fair. I'll see. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> but outside of that, as usual, go follow all the work that I do with College Acapella on all the different platforms. Nice. And everyone, you can find me in the same place at John Lampus on Twitter and Instagram. Make sure to check out all the cool stuff that Acaville Radio is doing on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and obviously on the site at Acaville.org. Just type in Acaville Radio and you will find it. And of course, Check us out on Twitter at Takapella, T-A-L-K-A-P-P-E-L-L-A. That's right. Yes. For a long time, I accidentally spelled it with one P, and then I, then you can see somewhere in the oh, episodes. No. You can see how I switched it. No. Find us <laughs> find us the on shame. Twitter at Tacapella, and check out our website at Tacapella.org. Let us know what you thought today of all the fun stuff we talked about. If you're in the Fort Collins community, what do you think of Mountain Horns? If you're starting your own group, what's it like uh, first year to second year? How are you planning to pass the leadership along? Let us know what you thought, because we're always interested in hearing from our dedicated listeners. All right, everyone. Tim, thanks for coming on. It's been great having you. It has been great. Thank you for having me. A lot of fun. Of course. Got to be on here. Yeah. I am happy you made it on too. All right, everyone. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Tacapella. And for everything Acapella, please stay tuned.